You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Winter may not appear to be slowing down anytime soon, but neither is Midco SN's coverage of the teams you care about, especially University of North Dakota hockey and basketball. For the biggest matchups in the regular season and during tournament time, keep it tuned to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome, listeners. Taping this on a Tuesday mid-morning, February the 19th. David Folsky, our producer, Field Shaves, Director of Athletics here at UND. I'm Alex Seinert. We were joking in the introduction. Winter appears to be slowing down, maybe a little bit, but not really, because you just had a flight canceled yesterday on your way to Missouri Valley Football Conference meetings, because it was a blizzard in Chicago and everywhere else, and... That's the, the nature of the beast, isn't it, sometimes? We thought we were uh, going to be really smart about things, and uh, we were, Bubba, myself, and Sue Geno, our faculty athletic rep, we were uh, going to leave bright and early, 4 a.m., and go right to Fargo and get direct flight into O'Hare, and, and literally the meetings are only about a five-minute drive. Mm. So then go to the meetings and then hop right back on the flight, and we'll be back probably around 11.30 last night. Fantastic plan. <laughs> Great ones need to adjust, though. <laughs> And so around, let's just say 10, 15 uh, at night on Sunday, which I do appreciate the fact that the, the actual, um, you know, flight got canceled at that point in time, at least gave you a chance to figure it out a little bit. And we weren't the only ones. Uh, a couple of NDSU folks uh, were going to be on that flight as well. Matt Larson, my counterpart, was already in Chicago. So, so he stayed on Sunday night. But, uh, but yeah, so a few other folks had to uh, do it by phone as well yesterday. And, th- and that was okay. It just, it's always difficult to kind of be in that scenario and yeah. you're kind of on the phone. I mean, you, so you're listening and, and, you know, there was a couple times where, you know, you weigh in uh, when you're on the phone, but the most part, you just kind of, you're in listening mode at that yeah. stage. And so missed, missed the beginning part where um, the officials kind of, we go through, um, you know, some things during the year and, you know, even though we're, you know, not in the Valley at this point in time, it's still good to go through that type of stuff. So it kind of missed on that, but you know, it was one of those deals. You just, you know, you, you make the best of it as you move yeah. forward. What was your biggest takeaway? Again, we still have a year of independent status next season, playing a big sky schedule, which we'll talk about in a moment. What did you glean from that day of listening in to the meetings yeah, out I, Chicago? I think it's more on a national scene. I, I think more of kind of the rules as to what is happening. We, we've talked about waivers. We've yeah. talked about, the, I think that some of the things we've talked about in, in previous pods really kind of dominated the conversation more than anything. The transfer portal. That seemed to be a hot topic to some degree. And, you know, and it's more you're just still trying to collect data because we're not even through one lap, right, on the track with the right. portal. So, yeah, I, you know, that was probably more uh, some of the conversations than not. Early kind of recruiting, how does that uh, affect the, uh, the FCS landscape right now? I think there's some thoughts that I, I still think there's a differential between uh, FBS and FCS recruiting um, timing-wise to some degree, even though it's kind of sped up a little bit more for the FCS with the early signing date. Um, I still think, though, you know, when you're when you're uh, when you know you're probably going to be an FBS uh, student athlete, boy, that timing is very early on how that all occurs. And I still think the FCS is is still about seniors and still about um, watching, uh, you know, high school um, uh, junior 
to senior, see how they evolve. And, and so it's still there, but I think FBS has a little bit more uh, other things that they're, they're concerned about at this point. Sure, interesting stuff. I think it's, it's gotta be exciting you know, for you personally, and I think everybody that, that loves UND football to see just that transition. It's kind of been this, this two-year transition from being associated with the schools in the big sky, and that was a great affiliation and now you get a chance to kind of transition back and, and you're just joining the people that you're naturally aligned with a little bit more. Some new faces, of course, Youngstown State and Indiana State and places like that that UND doesn't have a traditional footprint in. But fun to know that North Dakota State is on the schedule next year and will be now for the foreseeable future and that games against USD and SDSU and Northern Iowa and schools like that that you have that history with, that's all coming back. It's kind of the same thing with the summer. We talked about this a lot, but it's fun when you get a chance to see, hey, a year from now, it's going to be all happening. No doubt. And, uh, you know, so for us to be around the table, just appreciate, you know, um, Patty and her staff and allowing us uh, to be there so that we can just, you know, it's because some things really are about this upcoming year yeah. and, and, and we're not playing in this upcoming year. So, so some of the stuff, you know, you're just listening, knowing that a year from now, then we are going to be in that position. But, uh, you know, um, I, you know, talked about the playoffs a little bit, kind of, uh, you know, debriefed, um, you know, what all that uh, looked like from this past year and uh, um, always trying to, I guess, sort of uh, evolve how uh, the committee does what they do and give them maybe more tools. I think that was kind of the, the conversation. So, so there was, that was interesting, but yeah, no, it's exciting for sure. You know, the one thing that Bubba and I will still do, though, is uh, we will go to uh, Big Sky meetings just for the officials portion of it. Sure. I mean, everything else, there's really no reason for us to be there, but they're they're more than willing to have us there during that time frame. Uh, and I think that'll be in July sometime. And so, so we'll do that just because it's incredibly important that we're around that table, making yeah. sure that we're connecting with, uh, you know, what's transpiring in that league. It's a good call. Down in Ogden, Utah, coming up mid, mid July or so, I'm guessing that will be Spokane, the actually. Oh, where are you? Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. The, you, it was Park City for a long period of time and the last year uh was the first time that they went outside of park city for a little bit and so they did it in spokane i don't know how it went i we we weren't there for that particular um piece of the puzzle and so uh i just knew there was more drivable locations and so i don't know i mean I, they, because they'll end up doing their media stuff afterwards sure. as well sure uh when you look at well, let's let's talk about the schedule now we're talking about big sky football the, the official UND schedule was released just a couple days ago Obviously, it's a very difficult one. I think that's probably the first thing that sort of jumps out when you look at how teams performed last year that are on UND's schedule. You've got really the three top teams in, in the big sky from last season. Um, you've got four playoff teams from that conference on the schedule. Uh, a combined winning percentage of around 60%. Teams went 72 and 53 that were playing next year. Of course, a team that went 15 and 0 is on there, so that kind of skews it a little bit. But it, it's got to be uh, two buys, of course, which is kind of unique because of the, the extended dates. But it's, it's a great challenge. You know, if you're ever going to be an independent, this is a great season where you can go out and prove your worth. There's not going to be anybody questioning strength of schedule or quality wins or that, that type of thing. You'll have a great chance to put it all on paper playing this, this type of schedule. No doubt, Alex. I, you know, the, and I think that's what went into the conversation about the 12th game. It really, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, so 2019, 2024, and 2025 are the years uh, in the next, say, you know, six years or so that you can play 12 games because the calendar f uh, falls right. I, I just think there was just a conversation about how the two buys could fall, and given potentially the strength of schedule that uh, that we'll be playing. 
I'm not sure adding that 12th game made a whole lot of sense. I mean, it, it just had to be the right fit. And I'm not sure that would have made sense. Now, even I'll say this in 24, 25, because we are looking ahead and we've got a few balls in the air right now. Hopefully they're going to land here. They're kind of in legal land right now. So we're waiting for some signatures. And so we'll have some information about hopefully future dates as far as what we're looking at. But I would even say in 24, 25, we might be in the same boat again. We might actually decide to play the 11 games and, and opt for the two buys because those years we're going to be in the valley yeah. and you know we know we know what that valley schedule is going to be like so you know you, you got almost you know i know i know uh you know our team wants to play games but sometimes you know having that extra week is, is probably beneficial more beneficial than uh um than than potentially playing a game now if you win that game whatever it is i guess maybe that would help but yeah. um but it'll be interesting you know but the other thing is you can look at it you know backward that's the only way you can as far as how teams did but every year is its own year that's right and that's that's one of your great sayings that it's it's fun to try and guess but nobody knows until you've actually played the games who's good and that'll be the case again i'm sure this year we'll find out i mean we know traditionally some of these uh you know programs are always uh, pretty good they win more than they lose yeah. you know they they tend to be more six and five than not and sometimes even nine and two or ten and one um but you know everyone's got their stuff that they have to go through and you know they you know i i know you know i think you know i know eastern a little bit but eastern had a lot of seniors and north dakota state had a lot of seniors yep. too i think you know when i was watching that championship game what they both had about 25 to 26 to 27 seniors so not that they're they're not going to have talent in those programs but they're going to ask some of those uh you know players to step up and play different uh roles and we'll see if they can get it done yeah, North Dakota State, that game is on September the 7th in Fargo after we open the home portion of the season the week previous against Drake. Uh, then Sam Houston State comes to Grand Forks, so three non-conference games, all against winning, you know, teams with winning records really from good the season ones. ago. Yeah, that's it, great that two are at home as well. That's rare to have that much home, yeah, at least at least for UND in recent seasons. It's no kind question. Of been, you know, one on the road against an FBS school, one on the road against somebody else in the FCS, and then you get one home game in there. So kind of fun to start that way. And then you get that bye, which is great. The, the way the schedule breaks down, three non-conference, a bye, five in a row, all tough, all four of the five are playoff teams, and one of them Idaho State nearly was. And then you get a bye, and then you finish out with three, and then two of those games are at home to end the season. So you three, can, five, three with a couple of buys mixed yeah, in Yeah, you can totally segment it, right? I mean, it's like a third, a third, a third in a sense. Mm -hmm. it, it's chopped up into uh, thirds, and uh, obviously the you know a little bit more in the middle. We get that, but uh, it'll it it should be it should you know make for a really fun fun year, a challenging year, just challenging. And so, um, but that's that's why you're in it. Yeah, so no, it should be exciting. For sure. By the way, the uh, the future dates that you're trying to figure out, 24, 25, you said that was in legal land right now. That would be the worst amusement park probably ever. Legal land? Legal land. I don't know if I'd want to go to legal lands anytime soon. Yeah, that would be tough. You know, go on this roller coaster <laughs> in legal land. <laughs> A lot of red tape in that particular amusement That's exactly park. Right. Yeah, not something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, football, by the way, not too far away from starting spring ball. I just bumped into Jacob yep. Odom, who's one of our freshman cornerbacks this past year in the hallway walking over, and he was like, yeah, I can't wait 10 days away. Yep. So they're excited. They're ready to go. So March the 1st, right around the corner. Should and be great. Spring game, not too far away. And that'll be... In the HPC, people can come, sit in the new bleachers, kind of see that facility really for the first. If you've not made it out to track and field this winter, 
great chance to go and kind of just see the evolution of that since last year's spring game. Yeah, you know, we're kind of thinking through that. We'll try to rebrand it maybe a little bit too because I'm not sure. It, it probably is really not a game. Mm. You know, I mean, it's more of an opportunity. <laughs> And so we're tr- we're going to so if any, if anyone could you know come up with an idea of what it really is that would be awesome because to some degree it really is it's it's our last practice right. and it's it's really kind of controlled in a lot of ways on on kind of the stuff you're working on so so we are you know going to try to figure that piece of the puzzle out so stay tuned okay well we might break it right here on uh, the on the pod we'll get to that'll be fun well we'll look for look forward to that keep listening cuz you never know that'll be a couple week couple weeks from now Maybe we'll have some new information before the spring game, which is, by the way, when? Or the spring opportunity. April the... It's in a Friday... April the 12th. 12th? Yeah, that sounds right to me. April the 12th. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Good. Okay. More information on that to come in yes. the weeks We're just going to call it an opportunity The spring right opportunity. Yes. <laughs> better, than it. It, better than in legal land. That's exactly... I would much rather take part in the spring opportunity football practice as opposed to, yeah, a day at the... Well, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Back to more, more pressing things that are currently right now um, that aren't just floating in our heads. Uh, men's hockey on the road. You were out in Kalamazoo I was. this past weekend. You couldn't ask for a better performance on Friday. Big 5-1 to one win over the Broncos. And then you could just see, again, a home team that just did not want to get swept on their home ice, come out and, and play hard on Saturday. And it got one goal game until the last couple of minutes and just didn't fall our way in the end. But yeah. still, big, big split at least to keep that keep it going yeah going. zero zero at the end of one and on saturday and you know you, you just knew you ca- you had the feel actually the vibe in the in the in the arena was just so far different than friday night i mean you could just you could just feel it i mean it was just a different different deal there's just uh there was more students there they were just they were into it right from jump and uh you could just you could just kind of feel it. now i thought our our guys you know they got they, they knew it, that was coming right i mean but they uh um you know just got behind and uh, couldn't find a way to uh you know, score first, which has been a big deal for us, I think. You know, and again, you can say it about a lot of teams, but but for us, when we seem like we get on the board first, it just it, it just puts us in a different uh, different situation, different mindset, if you will. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, we kind of came back. Uh, we're trying to knock on the door, and uh, you know, when we got the. Uh, uh, the power play with about four minutes to go, you kind of thought, you know, felt hey, like you felt like, hey, maybe this, maybe this could happen. And, you know, they just made a good play and uh, got a shorthanded goal. And unfortunately, uh, that whole that whole sequence was not one of the better sequences that yeah. we've had all year. Yeah, not not great. No, um, no. So still fingers crossed. No official word on Adam Scheel and his status moving nope. forward. So um, they're still kind of going through some of the tests after getting plowed into um but he he, the, he played phenomenal on friday he'd been fantastic really over the course of yep. really his entire freshman season he's been great he really has been a, a pleasant they knew he was going to be good but he's been such a pleasant surprise to be really so good, good. yeah so you wish wish for him the best that it's not going to be anything too serious they'll be able to to get back on the ice and get back in goal at some point this season but um less doubtful that he'll play this weekend not very likely he'll be in the net against minnesota duluth coming up but the uh the opportunity was there, a great chance to move up into the top 15 in the pairwise, but the loss bumps UND back down to 21st. Still, though, again, another chance against a team that's number three in the country, I think number three or four in the pairwise right yep. now, whatever Duluth sits at. So you get an opportunity, again, if you can win back-to-back games here, they're going to be, you move yourself right back up. You're going to be 13 or 14 if you pull that off, and yep. you're right back in the conversation. It's just every week, 
There are only six games left in the regular season, but there still are so many opportunities to yep. be able to rescue this and be in great shape moving into the NCHC playoffs. Yeah, and, and I think still at that point, you still want to be just playing as, as good as you can and give yourself a chance uh, in the yeah. quarters, no matter where that might be. And uh, and still we have a you know shot to be hosting. And uh, you know, and if we're not and we're on the road, then you know we, we'll go there and uh, and try to get two so that you can get to St. Paul. And you know what? All bets are off when you get yeah. there. No, it's a, it's a one-game deal at that point. No doubt. So, um, and we've seen what UMD can do in some of these yep. one-off one games. So look forward to that again. UMD, it's a CBS Sports Network national game again this Friday night. So check out Ben Holden and Shireen and Dave Starman if you, if you can't make it into the Ralph. And then Saturday we'll have the normal coverage at 7 on MidCoSN for a big, big series. The penultimate home series of the regular season coming up this weekend. Um, on the, by the way, also shout out Mark, Mark Sendon, by the way, who scored 18 seconds into that game on Friday night. Another two-point game for him. He was freshman of the week in the NCHC. Just another one of those kids that have come on campus and have really impressed, even when expectations weren't that high coming in. No doubt. And so, uh, yeah, I know that was, a, that was a heck of a way to start, right? Yeah. I mean, that uh, was great. So, yeah, good for him. Congrats to Mark. Um, men's basketball. We'll transition to, to men's hoops. who got a big win over Oral Roberts on Saturday night, 85-73. You know, that's a that's a men's team that had a full week to prepare. Yep. And you could see that they knew Oral Roberts was going to play zone, that they were, a, you know, a, a team that had some bigs inside that were always going to play two posts at the same time. And a ton of credit to Brian Jones, I think, for coming up with the game plan to find get, get his shooters in space mm -hmm. and then have that great balance of attacking the rim, forcing the zone to collapse, and then finding guys like Anand Moody and Billy Brown and Marlon Stewart, who hit a couple big threes as well. And they shot ORU out of that zone within the first 15 minutes or so of the game, and they never went back to it the rest of the contest. And it just looked out of sync. And that's the best I've seen UND play this season. It was a really impressive performance. And I think fans in the Betty have got a lot of hope now that, gosh, we might make a big-time run, not even just to make it to Sioux Falls, but to maybe win a game or two down there really makes some noise. You never know. This team is capable of doing Seems like things. on the men's side, there's a there's just a little bit of a cracker opening. It seems like, uh, you know, uh, South Dakota State played two real nip-and-tuck games yeah. this past week. Uh, and so... Uh, <laughs> nip-and-tuck would be... <laughs> Nail-biters! Yes. Last-second buzzer-beaters. I of mean, those. both of them. And so, you know... I, and obviously they've represented uh, the summit the last few years in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, there's some – Sioux Falls is going to be really interesting on the men's side. You know, it's just uh, going to be going to be fascinating. Yeah, the win for UND now puts them with a little more of a gap. Again, top eight, of course, make it. One team will not. They've got the tiebreaker over Western Illinois that's currently in eighth place. Denver, who comes to town this weekend, is in ninth. And there's a there's a two-win difference between where UND is at right now currently and where DU is at down in ninth place. So a win over the Pioneers, that all but seals it. And now you get yourself looking at maybe sixth. We can get up to sixth place in the standings. And, and avoid Omaha and avoid SCSU. And not saying that Purdue-Fort Wayne wouldn't be a difficult matchup. But you, you have that opportunity. There's some upward mobility that's available if you win this game and then maybe steal one on the road as well. See, it's it's everybody's still pretty tight in the middle of that path. Yeah, it, it, no no doubt about it. And uh, so you know, but it, you're back to what you said again. Uh, you know, as to what the team had last week. Again, another full week, right? right. To mm -hmm. to kind of prep and, you know, these 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 weeks are awesome because you know are are you're staying in your own bed, right? You're you're able to go to class. There's some normalcy and routine to to what they're doing, and so uh, just gives you a chance. And then Saturday Saturday will be a uh, a delight for uh, for <laughs> all of our fans, right? Yeah, you can't beat three home games as David Fulski kind of shakes his head <laughs> to the right, nods his head. I'm sorry, nodding. He's nodding his head. Yep. Um, yeah, women's basketball at 11 a.m. at the Betty. Men 
men's basketball at three and then men's hockey at seven. So just just clear your schedule. That's just it. kind of bounce from one to the next. A lot of good stuff. Senior day, of course, for both the men and women's hoops team, their last regular season home games of the year. Yep. Uh, great opportunity to go salute uh, two seniors on the men's side, six on the women's side. Uh, great careers, really, for the likes of for really that entire group. It's really fun to see that those kids hopefully go out on a high note against the pioneers this weekend. Yeah, senior day is always a little tricky. You know, yeah. there's a there's a there's a little bit of emotion to it for sure, but uh, you have to kind of grind through it and uh, and then just get into the game. And then the next thing you know, you're just uh, you're in your game plan mode, and away you go. The women, the women, by the way, meanwhile, this last Saturday lost uh, 22 point contest to Oral Roberts, a game that was was close, and then all of a sudden. The Golden Eagles it just got, started making their threes, us. and that's um, Lakota Beatty, who's an outstanding player, was an Oklahoma State transfer, and um, came to ORU to play with her sister. And it's it's a it's a, a great story that she's performed so well this year. A six-year senior that had 35 points and just could not miss from behind the arc, and that's that was kind of the story of the second half. Just unable to stop one of the best players in the league. Yeah, well, I, you're exactly right. I mean, it, it was tight there for a while, and then all of a sudden you're right. The, the, the shooting, just uh, give them credit. They, they made shots, and boy, that thing, it ballooned pretty quick, yeah. and we just couldn't get, get it back. Yeah, so a chance again against a good Denver team that's kind of near the top of the standings, I think, DU third right now in the Summit League. So a difficult task for Travis Brewster and company this weekend. But, again, another opportunity to try and send your seniors out the right way. UND is not quite locked into the sixth seed just yet, but they've kind of got some separation over the teams below them. And there's a little bit of separation now with that loss to ORU over the teams that are above them. Yeah. So more than likely, that's pretty much where they're going to land. But still three games left in the regular season. But you never know. You never know. Pick a couple wins up, and you might see yourself sliding up to the fifth or the fourth. No question. Um, softball, by the way, this weekend down in South Alabama, yep. the Jaguar Classic. Um, got a big win in extra innings, yeah. Uh, which was which was good. They they've yeah. been shut out a couple of games yeah. in a row down there. Picked up a four-two win in eight. Uh, that's a good, a good small steps, but good steps. For it that is. Program. I I you know I saw Coach Stevens uh, from a distance this morning. I, I I haven't been able to talk to him. I I know that we're we're trying to work things out around you know in the circle so to speak. And uh, I think pitching obviously is, is is so incredibly important in that sport. So uh, I'll be interested to catch up with him and see how see how we did. But boy, we're getting a lot of uh, opportunities to play outside, which is great. Yeah. So that's worked out awesome. And so uh, we just got to keep grinding. I mean. Uh, and you know, a lot of these teams have been outside, you know, a lot, a lot more than we have. And so, so to some degree, you almost have to kind of, you know, measure yourself with, with kind of a pause yeah. to say, where are we? And then what's our apex and where can we go? One fun side note from that particular trip. So I, it's, it's Thursday afternoon. I'm in my office and I get a call from Kelly Stewart, who's one of our, um, on-air talent people from down in Sioux Falls. And she goes, Hey, Really random story, but do you know Nikki Pika from the UND softball team? Like, oh, yeah, I know, I know who she is. She actually had just stopped by our office talking about internship. She's a communications major. Like, yeah, actually, I do know who this is. She goes, hey, my parents were on a plane down in this. She was like, they were down south. They're coming back home. They were in Louisiana, and they find this wallet on the seat of the plane, and they look to see who it is, and it's it's they, they Googled really quick to find out who this person was, and it's Nikki Pika, and we find out where she's from the softball team. Could you get in touch with her coach? Because we need to, you know, we they can get her this wallet or figure this out. Which is great. And it just became kind of like I'm like, where where is this going? And yes. so called Jordan Stevens, and he told me where the hotel was. And her Kelly's parents, who live in Wisconsin, had just gotten gotten back from that trip, mailed the wallet like express delivery overnight from Wisconsin back down to Alabama. And Nikki had it the next day in the hotel and was able to cool get on the that? plane to come back home on Sunday. That's a great story. It was really one of those things. Like people are just 
people are good. You know, I think inherently there are just a lot of good people in this world, and it was it was cool to get that little you know little yeah, tidbit. I, I would say that you know we read about a lot of things that are not good. Yeah. But many people do their thing, and you know what? They're not looking for notoriety. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for whatever. But I would say you're right. You're inherently good. I mean, and I, I think all of us that have flown, I mean, and know that we've all left something yeah. somewhere. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just what happens. Yeah. And, and boy, I, what an awesome, uh, I'm, I guarantee you, uh, you all put yourself in that place. If that was my situation, yeah. right? Because your heart just sinks when you oh. realize that moment when you think, oh my gosh, my wallet, that's my, my identification. I don't have any way to show the airline that I can get back on the plane that I am who I am. And and yeah, um, shout out to the Stewart family. So, and Nikki, by the way, had texted me. Um, she had got my number from, from Jordan. She was like, tell those people thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like it was just such a, <laughs> such a neat, such a neat deal where she felt so bad and was just so apologetic and was just so thankful that they had helped her out in that situation. Yeah, so, well, kudos. Yeah, very That's cool. good. That's good. They will be going down, by the way, not the Stewarts, but the softball team down to Phoenix this weekend. This for is going to be tough. Grand Canyon University Purple Classic. And it is kind of a, it's a who's who of Power Five programs and Ivy League schools. And I know. Yeah. And Michigan State, Boise, Yale, and Grand Canyon, who's probably, probably pretty good. N- n- yeah. They've <laughs> just been outside, is probably what I would say. So, you know, I, I, we're going to, and we'll, we will get challenged. Yeah. But like you said, though, it's great that you're an opportunity to go work on your game, get some games in. They'll play, what, five, I think five more again this weekend. It's, you know, five, two weeks ago, five last weekend, five more this weekend against great opposition. Yep. You know, talk about getting yourself ready for conference season. And obviously still about a month and a half away or so. But great opportunity again for the girls and Jordan Stevens down in the desert coming up this weekend. No doubt. Tennises are going to be in Nebraska on both uh both teams will be down there with a, a few matches, so that'll be interesting. See how they uh, yeah. see how they do. I think uh, the men will be at Drake, and I think the women are going to be in Lincoln. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting for them. Yeah. And uh, away we go. Yeah, and then track and field. By the way, summer league indoor championships know, this big, weekend big down weekend. in Brookings. I just saw um, Kevin Galbraith outside. He said, we're, we're feeling good. We're ready to go. So if you want to, if you can't make it down to Brookings, by the way, they have a great indoor facility down there. Not, not too dissimilar from the HPC. If you can't make it, if you go to gojacks.com slash watch, or if you go to the Summit League website, they'll be streaming the thing all day. Perfect. And that's you know, prelims and, and some finals on Friday and then finals all day Saturday. So fun for you. This is, you know, first track and field championships in the Summit League for North Dakota. It should be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's always, uh, if you haven't been to, to one of those, the, the energy is tremendous. Yeah. It just is, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, kudos uh, um, to uh, all the teams that will be there, all the athletes, and uh, hopefully our teams uh, will have a great, great day. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, and I, I just, um, side note, I love track and field. Like, this is just, you know, every, all these other fall and winter sports are great, but there's just something about competition like that that's uh i just i just can't get enough but i just love it and well, it's track it's, and field is 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 about as as raw as it gets pure pure it's sport. raw yeah it is who's faster that's Who can it throw things farther it's not it's not Who can jump higher it's really not hard no it's not <laughs> but it is but it is it, it's but it incredibly is. It's, hard it's hard to be good it's really hard to be good anybody can do it yeah i'll go run 100 yards sure yeah, yeah. or 100 meters i went to my yeah. like sixth grade running on our yard yeah. track yeah. outside but no, but yeah, to be to be to excel totally. at it, it's it's unbelievable. It, yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Well, so good stuff. Be great. Good stuff coming up this weekend. Um, anything else on your plate, Bill, that you want to touch on from a UND perspective? No, it'll be it, uh, two two other quickies. Two other quickies. Yeah. So when we go around the corner on uh, Monday, Tuesday, women's golf will actually be at Corpus Christi. 
Oh, so wow. how about that? So uh, they're going to be hitting the links. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how Crystal and her uh, group does uh, outside. So so there's that. That'll make you feel a little warmer. That's exciting. It does make you feel already. And yes. Then, yes. And then Friday, we've got a UND booster luncheon. Oh, that's of course. Yeah. That's and, right. And so, you know, always want to make sure you get a little shout out there because I think if I look at the calendar, probably only one more left, right? The last Just home, the Omaha series. Just the yeah. Omaha series. So uh, if you do want to go, everyone... It, it, anyone's welcome yeah. i mean you don't necessarily have to be uh, a member of something or a champions club member you, you anyone's welcome obviously i think you know obviously there's a there's a price to be paid uh now having said that i guess if you don't want to do lunch you could just come in and maybe just drink some water and listen yeah, you could do that too so yeah. uh but uh over at the uh alara center and so uh, uh program starts at noon so uh, um, our booster our boost, booster group does a great job, and Lowell Schweigert does a great job. And my guess is you'll get a joke or two in there, and away you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think doors open at 1130. I think it's yeah, $12 for a buffet lunch, which is always really good. And you hear from Brad Berry. I'm sure this weekend it'll probably be both basketball coaches, maybe hear from some seniors as well. And then Scott Sandlin, I think, will be there from, from Minnesota Duluth. That, that's which is neat. The, yeah. yeah, always always fun to hear back, from a, from a, especially from a UND guy that, Played here, coached here, and now has gone on to great success at a, at a rival school. No doubt. always makes time to come back. So good no stuff doubt. coming up this week. Yeah, and you probably will hear something about Zeal in North Dakota. There's a good chance. Yeah, there typically is. Got it. It's like you could really play um, Lil Schweigert bingo if you wanted to and just kind of check the boxes yeah, you off could. depending on what he's going to talk about. Yeah, you could. Is there going to be a Norwegian joke? Yes. Is there yes. going to be a – Yes. Ex yeah, exactly. Um, well, good. Good things coming up around the worlds of North Dakota athletics. You want to flip over to the – Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, B-side, uh, Champions League delight for Bill Shaves this past weekend. So this was Wednesday, I believe. So this was, this was after we had potted last week. Tottenham Hotspur is playing Borussia Dortmund in a round of 16, first leg Champions League match. It's a home match at Wembley. You know, we talked last week, ah, you know, we're so injured. Ah, I don't know how this is going to go. We're playing the top team in Germany. And you win 3 nothing, Bill. 3 nothing. Yep. What so, an incredible performance. So there's a couple things that I could roll out there with. <laughs> Three is a little deceiving because it really was only one nothing for a while. Mm -hmm. So, but but score two late ones, and when you've got when you've got the aggregate aggregate little deal going mm -hmm. for folks that mm -hmm. don't know, you play you play twice. So basically, we're halfway through the game right now yep. and up three nothing. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's what it amounts to. But there's 90 more to go right. going to Germany, mm -hmm. which will not be easy. Mm -hmm. But a clean sheet at home was big. Yeah. So it's a, it would be a uh, tall task for Dortmund to get this one done. But it could be done. Mm -hmm. it, it, it could be. And the Spurs are just Spursy enough at times where if they score, let's just say Dortmund scores in the first 10 minutes, it'll be oh. hold on. Yes, it will be. It yes, will be. There will be some, yes. You've seen enough matches. People. You've seen oh, enough yeah, matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you right? see the momentum switch. You know, well, it just, and, it changes and the other thing is with Dortmund, too, which is kind of interesting, and it's just not Dortmund in this case. You have time, and you know you have to score. So, so whatever their game plan is, which it is to move it forward, I think, anyways. But yeah. they really know they have to score. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that will be the emphasis. It's an attack-minded team anyway. But now you you don't have. There's no sense in sitting back. You really have to attack. Now, with that said, an away goal for Spurs now basically makes this a five-goal lead because all of a sudden, right. with, with Dortmund not having an away right. goal in their ledger. They need to basically keep a clean sheet and score three or to send it into extra time or score four to win the game. But the second you give up a goal, the tie is basically over because now the, the task gets even more. Because well, even if you win four to one and it's level on goals, 
Spurs win the tiebreaker, so you don't even get to extra time. You don't even get point. to ta- extra time. And, and I would say that, it, you know, at that point in time, then you can just pick your spots yeah. on countering, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because eventually they're going to move everything up, and yeah. eventually you're going to counter at some stage of the game. They, they have, the Spurs have too many good guys that they're not going to not yeah. score at some point if they get to that point. But should be interesting. So now this week, there's the other half. The other half of the round of 16. Yep. And that's when your club is playing. We're playing today. So we're taping this on a Tuesday. So we'll see when you listen to this if, if it's going to be happy Alex or sad Alex. But it's a whole match for Liverpool pool taken on Bayern Munich. When is that match? Uh, today at 2 o'clock. So Ooh. Tuesday at 2. So That's a big one. It's a big one. And that, the, the tricky part for Liverpool, and this is always in these cup competitions, is that you've got one eye on the league, the Premier League, which mm-hmm. Liverpool are leading right now. And you've also got one eye on this competition, which is vastly important and one that Liverpool have won five times. And it's such a big deal to win the Champions League. They have Man United at the weekend. So you have to try and decide, do we want to go? And, and we've got you know, Virgil van Dijk is suspended for this game from yellow card accumulation picked up in the group stage. Dejan Lovren is injured still. They don't, really have, they don't really have anybody to play central defense for this match. So you have to sort of balance out, like, do we want to, what do we want to do here? Do we want to try and go all out and, and run, run this game down and put everything into it, knowing that we, we still might not have enough to even win this match? Yep. And then see what we got against Man United, or do we just hold back a little something and focus more on a big, big match at Old Trafford coming up this week against the Man United team that just beat Chelsea yesterday, two nothing in the FA Cup, and looked awesome and has been fantastic since they changed managers. So a lot of lot of decisions to be made here by Jurgen Klopp. And again, all that to be said, why you're a manager, right? Yeah. Because you're managing you're managing your roster. You're managing your roster as far as how that all goes. Well it'd be interesting. So who else plays this week then? So this is also it's a it's a big day today because Juventus today and tomorrow Juventus, um, this is the seven time Italian champions that added Cristiano Ronaldo in the offseason. They play Atletico de Madrid, who are one of the best teams in Spain. Diego Simeone, a very defense minded team. Um, Barcelona are playing Olympic Lyon today, which is a fun matchup. Uh, Lyon are kind of the second best team in France. Barcelona have Messi, et cetera. Yep. Uh, and then the other one is Schalke is playing Man City. And so Schalke is... Uh, so you qualify for the Champions League by being kind of top three or top four in, in one of these big leagues in Europe, or if you win a smaller league. And Schalke finished top three last year in Germany. They're 14th this year in the Bundesliga. They have won one match in this calendar year. This City, might be tough. City's not too concerned, I don't think, at this point about Schalke. I feel like they're <laughs> – they feel like when the draw came out, we've got one foot already in the quarterfinals. So not exactly uh, – well, I could be wrong. You never know. That's right. But I would put my money probably on just – I would you, just pencil in City into the next round at this you, point. You, I'll, I'll leave the, 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 the uh, soccer talk from with this. So I went back and forth with my son last week as, you know, we won – and he came back, and I kind of gave him a text and put son, mm-hmm. and he put Sonaldo. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so there you go. Um, moving from soccer to baseball, I've just received a text from our producer, David Folsky, that Manny Machado has just signed Padres? a free agent deal. Padres? Give me a guess. So we'll, I'll say this. He's signed for 10 years. Oh, man. 10-year deal. How much do you think that contract is worth, Bill? 300 million on the money on the nose 10 for 300 mil and i wasn't looking at anything no i can confirm that bill is not on his phone right now that's pretty well i'm yeah well cheers to you golf claps to you bill i would not have done it (laughs) it's a big investment 
That's a big, big it, investment. It, it, there's, you know, uh, and, and again, I, I, I listen to a lot of different pods, and uh, uh, Rosillo does a few pods, um, and yes, he, he, went, he went through a number of um, baseball players, positional players, mm-hmm. over the course of the last, let's just say, seven years. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, you might have the first three or four years, okay. Yep. But boy, I'll tell you what, the back end, even even a guy like Teixeira, his back end yeah. wasn't great. His front end was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's but, the premium you pay, though. I think when you're a mid market, well, not San Diego, obviously yeah, a big yeah, city, but it's yeah. a lesser it's a lesser market than a New York or an LA that you're dealing with. You have less money mm-hmm. technically, even though baseball there's no you pay the luxury tax, and that's all it is. But this is like a Robinson Cano signing. A little bit. Going to Seattle. Just yeah. like it. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, and you're just going to be in San Diego. I mean, I, which is great for him. He'll and, be. and for him, probably, you know, I, I guess near the border type of thing. I mean, I, I think he'll be there, you know, face of the franchise, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And w- which is great. I mean, and they did it for all those reasons. I get it. And he's a great player. But, you know. He'll be 36 at the end of this deal, which isn't ancient. No. But no. Both he and Bryce are 26. Yep. So, you know, I would assume Harper then signs with Philly then probably tonight. This was the first dominant. This has been the talk for weeks and weeks and weeks over which of these guys yeah. and which franchise was going to blink first and set the market well, and even, someone else will go next. Even so, like, you know, as a, Scott I, Boris, a winner again, able to go, oh, able to go second. That's right. <laughs> but, but even, you know, a, a Joe Maurer, as much as I love Joe Maurer, I mean, I really, I have no reason not to, to I love the way he played, but even that contract, you know, just uh, outperformed him yeah. at, at some point in time. And it's, at some stage that just becomes an albatross for your, for your franchise. And so, I don't know. I you know even when uh, the Sox signed JD last year, it was for there's an out clause I think at the end of this year, and even that was a shorter time frame. Shorter deal, yeah. It's it's that balance, and you see that in the NHL a lot where guys sign. Like, that, you, that used to be the norm where you'd sign like a 15 year deal totally. for crazy amounts. Totally. Of money. And we were seeing that less and less. The NBA kind of is now the new model where you sort of sign these. All these free agents are signing two-year deals yep, with, with a player option. With, a, with an out. And, it's, and that, that seems to kind of be the way. They just love that, that freedom to be able to s- look at the situation yep. and make a change. Baseball, by the way, has not done that. It's, it's a lot of these big long-term contracts that just don't seem to uh, necessarily pan out in the end. But. No, and I, I'd say, again, I, you know, it, not that I'm going to say something that, that most people don't know. It, really, if you're going to spend your money, boy, spend it on pitching. That's usually it's usually a good bet. I mean, really. I yeah. mean, at the end of it all, I mean, you know, if you're if you've got a pretty good starting rotation, and I don't know if we do starters anymore. I think we do openers. But uh, but at the end of the day, it, 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 you know, it's amazing how many um, oh losing streaks you can avoid, right? When yeah. you have a tremendous uh, you know starting rotation. Listen to uh, Chris Sale last week. He was on uh, uh, EEI uh, from spring training. He was just great. He's just great. I mean, I, if you get a 15-minute window to listen to him, he just was incredibly refreshing. In a sense of this, it was he was with their morning show, and it was just perfect how much they tried to get him into the conversation about his contract. And he just said, I got a year left in Boston. I want to yeah. win a championship. Yeah. Whether I have one or ten what I'm doing doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change what I do. So I have I have folks that work with that. I work on being a baseball player. Yeah. 
That's it. That's what I want to hear as the Red Sox fan. That's that's what you want your star pitcher to be talking about. Well, not to mention, and he was saying how much he wants to stay there. Yeah, that's nice too. So that's good. Yeah, those are good things. Those are good things. As long as his shoulder's okay. Yeah, I mean. He was a little concerning at the end. Wasn't the same guy at the end. Came in, Came in and pitched the ninth. He did. And finished things off, one, two, three. Yep. you know, but that's that's always it. That that's the flip side of investing in pitching is when you never know when, totally when that's going to happen. And with with the position player, typically it's maybe a, a slow decline. With this with a pitcher, it can be you know one one shoulder injury and that's it. And your investment is down last, the drain. Last but, question for you. Yeah, please. What do you think? Where's Kimbrel going to end up? From what I've heard, the Braves seem to be the most likely back to Atlanta spot. Huh? Yeah, it just seems to be that they for like have, a they, one year deal for like a one or two. He he wanted a six year deal from the Red Sox. Which was not something I don't think we were interested in paying him that much. I think the, the Red Sox would do a one-year deal. Oh, I think for sure. Oh, yeah, bring him back for one, too. But he wants the stability. And I think the, I think the Braves can pay him more. And he, I don't think it'll be a, I don't think it'll be a, I think he wants more years, I think, is the situation. Uh, it didn't seem like Atlanta was willing to give him six. But they're more willing to give him four with a player option yep. or, or a team option for five. I, you know, I he just wasn't as sharp last year. No, he wasn't, and I, I like Craig a lot, and I think you could see that he was a an important piece for this Red Sox team. But I just I, that's the same thing. A closer with the guys that we've got coming back that kind of were able to piece it together when Kimbrel didn't quite have his stuff. You're just more willing to sort of let someone like that walk. You just don't want to tie up that much no. money. I, it, the Sox are right up against the third threshold yep. of the luxury tax, yep. and you're paying. It's like a massive premium. I read, read the numbers the other day. If they give him a, nope. you know. A $15 million a year or a $20 million a year contract, that's really like a $30 million a year contract. Yep. It's almost like a 33% tax on whatever you're paying. Yep. That's a massive outlay for a guy that maybe doesn't quite have it anymore. <sighs> I'm, I'm much more consent to let I, that I wouldn't have done go. it. I, I think Brazier will start as their closer. Uh, he did, it, it, he did it in Pawtucket last yeah. year. I think he'll start there. I think you keep Barnes at the eighth in the eighth inning, even though he's a little bit of a roller coaster. Talk about legal land. I mean, he's a little bit of a roller coaster. Oh. Well, we'll 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 end it there. You know, I'm here all week. <laughs> Live show coming up maybe later on. Yeah, Look for we that. are talking build, about that. Build talking. Well, well, we'll talk. That'll be that'll be a conversation, much like everything else. We'll talk about that later on. But if we do have a live show, expect some of those that quick wit that Bill James yep. taking center stage. Yep. So, yep. Try the stuff. veal. Try the veal. <laughs> awesome. Well, big thanks as always to David Folsky for putting this all together for Bill James. I'm Alex Center. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week.